0: Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. I just love worshiping God, and I hope you do too. The time has come, Jesus said, that they that worship God would worship Him in spirit and in truth. And this is the time that we get to worship God in spirit. And in truth, in fact, when we worship together, it is the closest that we become as believers. There's unity, there's oneness in our worship. We can have a lot of different beliefs, but when we come together and worship, it's amazing how close we are. I wanna say thank you to our worship team. God bless you guys. You guys are amazing, and you are amazing for joining us today in worship. We do not consider an accident if you are joining us today. We believe that God has a special word for you, a now word, we'd like to say, and especially if you're joining us for the first time, I just want to say thank you. We know that you could be any place else, but you chose to be here with us, and we want you to know that, that that is an extreme privilege of ours, and we want you to know that we are grateful that you're with us, and we're just going to have a great time here today. All right. Jez, thank you so much for what you do. You're a blessing, and you know we're in this new series. That we've been talking about ghost stories. If you're joining us for the first time, you know, we, we launched it last week and it's a series. That basically talks about, you know, remember uh, I shared last week how uh, when we were kids, we would be in the basement and we would tell scary stories and then we would turn the lights off and we would tell scary stories even more. And then you would hear all the little cricks and all the little noises that that happen in a basement, especially if you live in Michigan. And all of a sudden somebody would scream and everybody would just take off running upstairs because everybody became afraid. You know why? Like we said last week, the devil lives in the basement. and you certainly didn't want to be in the basement when the lights are off. And so we would tell ghost stories. And I just thought, what would it be like if we taught a series called Ghost Stories? but spend it with a positive version of it, where we would talk about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God, and just learning who He is, what He wants to do in our life, and how you and I can live an amazing life empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we're talking about in this series. I want you to join your faith with me. We're going to pray. We're going to get right into the message today and trust that God is going to do something special today. And so, Father, today, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for all of these who are on. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for wherever this message goes that Holy Spirit, you would have your way, that you would anoint me, that you would fill our viewership Lord, that you would fill the people of this ministry with a fresh touch this day, and that we would learn, and that we would grow and we would walk in all that you have for us. Father I just thank you I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would bring healing, that you would bring healing in hearts, that you would bring healing in physical bodies. In Jesus' name, Father, I just thank you that you do a work that only you can do. So, Father, today we just thank you. We believe that we receive these things in jesus name and everybody said amen amen all right come on hit the person next to you just say come on get ready we're gonna learn a little bit more about the holy spirit as we dive a little bit further into ghost stories okay Our text we we started reading from was found in John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. I'm going to read it again, so then we can take off from here, all right? The scripture says here in John chapter 7, this is Jesus. He stands up on the final and climactic day of the feast. Think about this. This festival was packed with people, and Jesus decides to stand up and point attention to himself. He's got a message, all right? He wasn't passive. He wasn't. Weak, like some people think, he stood up and took advantage of this opportunity. I think sometimes we need to do the same and follow his lead. But on the last day he stands up and he says, He cries out with a loud voice: If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink, and rivers of living water will brim and spill out of the depths of anyone who believes in me in this way. Just as the scripture says, and he said this in regard to the Spirit. Those whom G- who believed in Jesus were about to receive. The Spirit had yet not been given because Jesus had yet not been glorified. Okay, so we found out last week that Jesus makes this incredible promise about the Holy Spirit that would come to us as believers. And what we said last week, and I think it's important to point out again, that it's, a, it's, it's possible to believe in Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit later, okay? It's it's possible. You see it right here in the scriptures, okay? That's the reason why we believe here at Revolution, there are two experiences that you can have in the Holy Spirit. One, when you receive Jesus and you become born again, your spirit gets renewed, okay? You become one with God. And then there is a second experience of the Holy Spirit. We call that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where the believer becomes endued with power to live this life Listen, just the way Jesus did. And we found out last week that the same way the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus is the same way the Holy Spirit can anoint you and I to live a successful life. But I love that scripture in John chapter 7 because Jesus stands up in the middle of of this great festival with all of these people just doing their religious duty, okay? And he says, hey, I have something different for you. If you're tired of the same old, same honor, if you're tired of religion, if you're tired of just just doing the same thing again and again and expecting different results, I have something different for you. Something is coming. The Holy Spirit's gonna come. He's gonna turn your life inside out, upside down. He's gonna empower you to do something amazing amazing things. That's what he was saying was coming. This was an amazing promise. And so we've been talking about ghost stories, ghost stories of a different kind, understanding who the Holy Spirit is and how he wants to empower us. All right. So I want to pick up reading for what he said here in John chapter 14, 16. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, and I will ask the father And he will give you another helper to be with you forever. So Jesus was telling his disciples, I'm going to go away. And it's going to be your advantage that I go away. We talked about this last week. Why was it an advantage for Jesus to go away, right? But then he said in his place, he was going to send another. Listen, somebody to be with us forever. How is this going to happen? How can somebody be with us forever? I mean, even Jesus wasn't with the disciples forever. Because after he died, he went to heaven, right? But he sent another. And he sent another that would give you and I advantages. And last week we found out that you and I actually live in a superior position when we receive Jesus and we walk and we live in the Holy Spirit. You got to listen to that message last week to find out why it's important for you to live in a superior position today. All right. But I want to move on into John chapter 14 and verse 26. Read a little bit lower there because last week we talked about how Jesus was the guarantee, all right? This week, we're gonna take it a step further and find out What else the Holy Spirit does for us to help us in that advantage, all right? Notice what it says here in John chapter 14, verse 26. It says, but the helper, notice, he always refers to the Holy Spirit as the helper, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. All right, so here's what I want you to see. Right here in this scripture, it says one of the things that the Holy Spirit is going to do for you and I, ghost stories of a different kind, he's going to bring to our remembrance, somebody say remembrance, come on, he's going to bring to our remembrance the things that Jesus said. It's so important to get a hold of this. He's going to bring to remembrance the things that Jesus said, not what somebody else says, not what culture says, not what, you know, political leaders say. The Holy Spirit is going to bring to our remembrance the things that Jesus said. And this is so important. You have to understand this. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever needed a reminder about something? This phone has several reminders for me. Come on. Are you with me today with all this stuff, all the moving parts all of us have? We need reminders. How many of you out there need a reminder? Come on. How many need a reminder to be in service with us at 10 a.m.? Come on, somebody. All right. How many of you know it's so important to have reminders around us? And that's what the Holy Spirit does. In fact, the word remembrance actually means this. It means to have your memory awakened. It was dull. Something happened. Circumstances, maybe distractions, maybe things were happening beyond our control. And our memory became dim or our memory became dull. And suddenly it needs a jolt. It needs to be awakened. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He will awaken your memory. He's going to awaken you to the things that Jesus said. So when you get into a situation where you're down and out, the Holy Spirit is going to awaken you to the things that Jesus said. When you get into a situation with a situation that is bigger than you or larger than your control, he's going to awaken you. When you feel discouraged, when you feel like you can't take another step or you can't go another day, he will awaken you. That's what this means, all right? And I want to show you an example of some people who were discouraged. They were downcast. And here's the reason why this is so important. When you're discouraged and when you're downcast, all right, you make bad decisions. You don't know how to plan for the future. You don't know how or where to take that next step sometimes. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I know when I'm feeling weighed down by the cares of the world and I'm feeling discouraged, I know that zip isn't in my step and I know this, I'm not thinking clear either. But I also know the other side of that, that when I'm full of life and I'm encouraged, I'm encouraged by you, I'm encouraged by the things I'm getting out of the word of God, hope comes into my heart and the power and the ability to take another step and to go another day and another step and another day that comes to us. And that's the reason why the ministry of the Holy Spirit is so important here at reminding us of the things that Jesus said. I want to give an example here, all right? because I want to read this story. It's a little bit long, so just want you to track with me. in Luke chapter 24, it's these two men that were walking, and they were very, very discouraged at Jesus' death. They really had high hopes about who Jesus was was and what he was going to do, and they were following his ministry, okay? And I want you to see an example here of what Jesus does to encourage these men, all right? So just just follow along with me, Luke chapter 24, and we're going to read verse 13. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called uh, Emmaus, about seven miles in Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about everything that had happened, what had happened. They were talking about how uh, Jesus, this great minister, and, and he was this guy that had come on the scene, all these miracles and all these people following him. He was gonna be the great deliverer of Israel, all right? And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along them, but they were kept from recognizing him. Get the picture. Jesus, in a stealth way, comes up, and he starts walking with him. Now, this is what's interesting. Jesus, Jesus was dead, all right? And he, would, he was already resurrected. And the Bible says that for a period of time, when he was resurrected from the dead, and before he went to heaven, I know this is amazing, and maybe some of you don't know this, but the Bible says he appeared, he appeared to over 500 people. And he was telling them, look, the resurrection is real. I'm real. And I want you to go to the upper room and Wait. And I've got something else coming because another promise is coming, all right? That was Jesus' message. So in this state right here, he appears to these guys, okay? But he doesn't reveal himself to these men. He conceals himself. And you're going to see why here in a second, all right? And so he asked them, this is Jesus, what are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still and their faces downcast. They were discouraged, one of them named Cleophas asked him, "Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened there in these days? All right they're looking at Jesus who they don't know is Jesus. Where have you been? Have you not known what's gone on around here? This is awesome. all right look at Jesus he's playing right along. what things he asked <laughs> okay about Jesus of Nazareth they replied He was a prophet powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more is the third day since this all took place. And in addition, some of our own women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that he had seen a vision of angels and who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said that they did not see Jesus. He said to them, now this is Jesus speaking to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Watch this. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning him. Remember what I told you, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance everything that Jesus said. Well, Jesus is doing it with these guys. He's bringing to their remembrance everything about him, all right? Now watch this. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Now, remember, they still don't know it's Jesus, all right? When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. Imagine, they're talking to Jesus the whole time. This whole time, and suddenly Jesus opens their eyes. Watch this. And Jesus does something so cool right here. Watch this. And he disappeared before their sight. Catch and release. Come on, somebody. This is awesome. All right. They asked each other. Now, here's the part I want you to get. Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. I want you to see this. Their hearts were burning. They went from being downcast, discouraged, having no hope, not knowing how that they were going to continue on another day, to their hearts burning with hope, burning with fire, burning with encouragement. Come on, are you getting this? This is what Jesus did. And so this is so important. This is the reason why I believe Jesus concealed himself at first because he wanted to show them how they could be encouraged on their own, how they could be encouraged by going to the scriptures and they could be encouraged by being in the company of believers, right? Why? So this way we can do this all the time. Then we can help other people find the same thing. This is why it's so important to be in a church community. It's so important to be with a community of believers to where we are reminded and we are encouraged, okay? Now, I want you to see this. This is very interesting, all right? I was meditating and praying about this. I want you to just just hear me on this. Jesus chose this method to encourage these men. He chose the method to remind them about what the scriptures say, He chose the method of teaching them all or reminding them all the things that he had said. He didn't choose the method that right from the very beginning, he was just going to appear, bam, hey, I'm Jesus, see me in my glory, see all my deity, listen to everything that I have to say. He didn't choose that method. Uh Uh-uh. Listen. He didn't even choose the method of waving some magic wand over them, or, or or spraying some magical dust on them, or some mist to help them be encouraged. He didn't even do that. He took the time to remind them. He took the time to take them back to the scriptures, back to what he said. I'm telling you guys, this is so incredible and critical because this is the method he chose. This is the method he chose, and this is the method that he's passing on to us. And here's the deal. This is an example of Jesus doing this. Now, Jesus isn't on the earth anymore because he was glorified and he was taken to heaven. But we've just said it earlier. Jesus promised us another. He promised us someone else that was going to come and to be with us forever. Come on, somebody just say forever. And he was going to remind us constantly, remind us continuously of everything that Jesus said. Why? Because Jesus doesn't want, that he does not want you and I to go a single day being discouraged. He doesn't want us to go a single day without hope. He doesn't want us to go a single day thinking that we, we are less than who we're supposed to be or that we are condemned because of something we've done in our past. He doesn't want you to go one single day without being encouraged because that is his method. And how did he do it? He gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us another that would be with us forever. See, Jesus... Mm, Jesus... He can't be with us forever because he's in heaven. But he sent another, the Holy Spirit, who could be with us forever. So I want you to think of, of the Holy Spirit as Jesus unlimited here in the earth. He is Jesus unlimited by space, time, or geography. He is unlimited in the life of a believer. So powerful. And he's with you to teach you and to help you to understand, all right? So he's reminding us, and it's so important to be in church, so important to be in a community of believers. I cannot tell you how many times I get around other people that believe the same. I get to church, or even today, just listening to worship music. I have a lot on my mind like you have a lot on your mind. A lot of us are reading reports of vaccination, no vaccination, to Americas, to this, okay? All the rhetoric, all the things that are going on in our society, right? And it can get to any of us. And I found myself, I just needed to put some worship music on and spend some time on the Holy Spirit and be reminded of the things that Jesus said. He said he would be with me. He wouldn't leave me or forsake me. Come on, are you with me? That's what the community of believers does. When we're, when we're together, we're reminded. When we get into the word of God, we're reminded of the things that Jesus said about us. And what happens is you in your daily life, as you're walking around, like when Jeannie and I needed to buy a car years ago, we had looked and looked and we couldn't find the car that we wanted to buy. And I promise you, we were literally driving down Van Dyke and I'm driving. We were talking about this van needed to be turned in and we need a vehicle. And while we're talking, I heard the Holy Spirit say, look to your left. I look to my left. It was Sunday. The dealership was closed and there was a white envoy sitting in the parking lot of this closed dealership. And the Holy Spirit said to me, that's your car. I promise you Monday morning I called and that became my car. It was that simple. The Holy Spirit will help you find cars. The Holy Spirit wants to be your helper, wants to be your reminder of things. to come. Listen, 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 listen. The Holy Spirit will help you avoid altercations. This one is so fresh; Gee doesn't even know about this. I'm sitting at the gas station, and I'm, I'm filling up my car with gas. And there is a couple that they, both of their cars were there, and they knew each other, and they were fighting. All right, they were just going downtown on each other. She was in her car, he was in his car, and she's getting out of her car to pump gas, and he's he, he looked like a like a violent type, you know. And so I'm I'm pumping the gas. He's yelling at her. I mean, she's screaming profanities at her, all right? And you now the justice part of me is like, hmm, this, this man needs some manners. Come on, somebody. So I'm pumping gas. Now he gets out of the car and goes and puts his head in her car. He's yelling at prof- more profanities. I'm just waiting for punches to, to be thrown, right? Because I just said, I, I was telling myself this question. If punches are flying, I'm going to go over there and defend this girl. Right? As I'm holding the gas and I'm watching all this, and I hear the Holy Spirit say, Do you really want to get into an altercation today? I heard so clear. The Holy Spirit is our helper, you guys. I'm pumping the gas, and I'm like, No, I don't want to get into an altercation. And He says to me, Just pray in the Spirit. So I'm pumping the gas. I start praying in the Spirit over the situation in literally 30 seconds praying in the spirit this guy just suddenly stops gets in his car and drives off the holy spirit will help you avoid altercations come on somebody you got to set the ego aside and you got to trust the holy spirit come on any egos out there that need to trust god a little bit more all right the holy spirit is amazing he's our comforter he's our friend And he's the great reminder of the things that Jesus said. So here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I just want to take the rest of this message. And I want to to talk about the four things, the top four things that the Holy Spirit specializes at reminding you. Okay? And I promise you, get a hold of these, write these things down. I think it'll be a blessing to you. All right? The first thing is this. The first thing is this. And guess what? I'm almost done with my message. Isn't this awesome? Come on. It's summer. I know. Summertime. You want shorter messages. I get it loud and clear. All right. All right. So the Holy Spirit says this, or the Word of God says this in Romans 8, verses 15 through 16. Listen, this is the first thing the Holy Spirit will remind you. This will be the first thing that you're going to know of how he reminds you of who you are. Watch this. Romans 8, 15 through 16. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father or Daddy God, for his spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. I want you to see the first thing the Holy Spirit does, the very first thing he's gonna do in your life and the very first thing he does in my life is he affirms that we are God's children. He's going to affirm that you belong to God. This word affirm is the same word burn. He's going to burn inside of you. Just like the when Jesus was talking to those other men, it was burning inside of them the things that Jesus was saying. This is what this scripture is telling us. It's going to burn inside of you that you are a child of God. And when something rises up against you to try to get you to doubt that, to try to get you to for even forget that, the Holy Spirit is going to burn inside of you. Hey, you're a child. You're in the family now. You've got rights. You've got privileges. Come on. You've got a father that loves you like a daddy. God, that's what this is. So the Holy Spirit, the first thing he's going to do is remind you. That you're in the family. Come on, how many of you know this? How many of you are glad that you're in the family of God? How many of you are glad that you know that when you leave this earth, you're gonna go to heaven? Why? You're in the family of God. This is one of the first things the Holy Spirit will do. He'll constantly remind you, you're a child of God, like He did for me at the gas station. You're a child of God. You really want to get into an altercation right now, okay? Why don't you pray in the Spirit? Do it my way, all right? And everybody's going to win when you do it God's way. You know what I'm talking about, all right? So that's the first thing he's going to do. He's going to remind you. He's going to burn inside of you that you're a child of God. Friends, if this isn't burning in you... <laughs> And stick around a little bit longer. Get into the Word a bit. Join this community. Let the community of Believership Revolution, come on, minister to you. You are a child of God. And that's the first thing that the Holy Spirit is going to do, all right? Here's the second thing he's going to remind you of, all right? It's this right here. It's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. It says this. This is amazing. It's so beautiful. It says, For by grace you've been saved through faith. And not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. By grace, you have been saved. You have not been saved by works. And this is the second thing the Holy Spirit's going to remind you. He's going to remind you that you will never ever have to work your way to God's approval because you have been saved by grace. Grace meaning God doing for you and me what we could not do for ourselves. We couldn't save ourselves so he had to save us and he had to do it as a gift. We found out last last week we realized why we needed to be saved because the advantage had been given to the devil when he took the authority from Adam and Eve. But 2,000 years ago, Jesus hung on the cross, and he finished his work when he hung on the cross. And as a result of his finished work, and you and I accepting his finished work, we are saved by grace apart from anything we could ever do. We never, ever have to work our way to God's approval ever again. They had to work their way to God's approval in the Old Testament through all those laws and all those blood sacrifices. Friends, you got to know the Holy Spirit will constantly remind you that there was only one last sacrifice, and that was Jesus 2,000 years ago when he hung on the cross so that you and I could come into right standing with him free as a gift. You never, ever have to work your way to God. Friends, you got you to know this. This is what the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of. So if you find yourself in a situation where somebody is trying to tell you, hey, you got to do this to be right with God, or, or you need to accomplish this to be right with God, or you need to do this to do, th-, or you need to pray more, or nothing wrong with praying, or you need to give more, nothing wrong with giving, or you need to serve more, nothing wrong with serving. But if they tell you you need to do all of these things to get closer to God, that's not what the Scripture teaches. The scripture teaches you and I have been saved by grace. <laughs> we don't have to work anymore, all right, to get God's approval. You're already approved because Jesus lives in you. The Holy Spirit, another, just like him, lives inside of you. That makes you approved. Come on. All right. So first thing is going to remind you, if you're a child of God, the second thing is going to remind you that you don't have to work for God's approval anymore. All right? Now, this third thing I want you to see, this is so beautiful. I'm going to read this to you out of the message Bible. It's in Romans chapter 8 verses 31 to 39. As I was reading this today, my heart just swelled up with an amazing thankfulness for what God has done for us. And so, as I start to read this, <clears throat> I just want you to embrace embrace what I'm about to say. I just believe God is going to show you something in this that's absolutely beautiful. In fact, guys, what you can do, you can get ready to help me to close the service, all right? All right, Romans 8, 31 through 39. Notice what it says. So what do you think? With God on our side like this... How can we lose? The apostle Paul, he's imploring the people in the book of Romans, how can you lose when God is on your side, when God is with you? You become the majority. If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition, and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son Is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Do you realize you are one of God's chosen? Who's going to mess with you? The enemy isn't going to mess with you if you let him. You are one of God's chosen. You belong to him. And who would dare even point a finger? The one who died for us who was raised to life for us is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. (laughs) Isn't this awesome? Jesus is in the presence of God sticking up for you while the Holy Spirit is here living in you. How can you go wrong here? This is so amazing. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us. There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Nothing can get in the way of God's love for you. And the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of this when you feel unloved, like so many people do today. The Holy Spirit's going to remind you that He loves you with an unchanging love. When you feel like your life isn't worth it and you want to take it, because it's the only relief you think you can find. The Holy Spirit's can remind you that God's love for you is real and you are worth it and nothing can stand in the way. When you're facing such mountains of discouragement, such mountains of not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring, kind of like we're facing right now, He's going to tell us that He loves us. And absolutely nothing, even your worst sin, can separate you from the love that God has for you. The Holy Spirit is going to remind you of this constantly, constantly. It's such a revelation to me. You know, people say, say to me all the time, are you going to ever preach about anything else? No. What else is there to talk about? How much, I mean, we could just talk about this for eternity, about how much God loves us and how his love for us is changeless. We change, but he never changes. Friends, the Holy Spirit is gonna remind you of this. He's gonna remind you that you're in the family. He's gonna remind you that you don't have to work your way to please God. He's gonna remind you that you are forever loved. And here's the next thing he's going to remind you of, and this is the one that's going to kick you off into that next step for your life. He's going to remind you this in Philippians four thirteen, and I love this. I want you to read it for yourself, and I want you to to see it slowly. It says this: I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That's why you can do. The things that you do, empowered by the Holy Spirit, because He is in you. And even though it looks dark, even though it, it might look hopeless, and even though it might look you don't like you don't know where your answer is gonna come from, or you've taken a step and you look like a fool, the scripture tells us right here that you can do all things. The Holy Spirit's gonna remind you of this. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you i want you to see this this is so beautiful because the scripture tells us you can do all things through christ this word christ is actually translated as the anointed one and his anointing we know jesus was the anointed one but his anointing was the holy spirit and we've already talked about how jesus said that time is coming that the holy spirit was going to be made available to us and so as a result we can do all things now through the holy spirit isn't this awesome that's the reason why it says here which strengthens us not who strengthens us it's the holy spirit and his anointing that will strengthen us friends we need to be reminded of this today and that's the role of the holy spirit in our life this was the method that jesus chose he didn't choose a magic wand. He didn't choose magic dust. He didn't choose some special mist. He chose that you and I would be reminded of the things that he said by the Holy Spirit and that our hearts would burn on fire and our hearts would burn with the goodness of God. Our hearts would burn with the understanding that God is good and he's good all the time. Our hearts would burn with the understanding that you could be healed by the stripes of Jesus. That's who the Holy Spirit is. If you don't know him, my goodness, what are you waiting for? The first step here is knowing Jesus and accepting that everything he said is true. And maybe you're watching today, like the one I did last week who heard for the first time the reality of this gospel. And they accepted Christ. Maybe that's you today. You're watching, you've heard about Jesus, but you don't know him. You've heard about his wonderful things that he does and a wonderful person that he is, but you don't know him. Guess what? I didn't either. I was raised in church. I didn't know him. But when he came into my life, like I'm gonna invite you to do just now in a minute. My whole life changed. I realized I was that guy that Jesus was talking about in the festival. If any of you thirsts, come on. I was just doing the religious thing. Same old, same on. And then one day, (laughs) he came to visit me in a message just like this. With an invitation just like this that I'm about to give you. You're watching today. Your first step is to receiving Jesus, putting your faith in him. If you haven't done that, I want to invite you to do that right now. It's so simple. You just pray a simple prayer just like this. Just say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need you. I believe that you're the son of God. I am inviting you into my life now. Make me your son. Or daughter bring me into your family I want to be in your family Jesus I want you to be my Lord and I receive you as my Savior in Jesus name amen 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 and you're watching right now and you say I want to know more of the Holy Spirit friends There is a second experience in Acts chapter 2, how the Holy Spirit came upon people, believers, and they were empowered by God to do amazing things. You can read about it all throughout the book of Acts. And guess what? He hasn't stopped. The Holy Spirit is still empowering people to do amazing things. If you want to know more about the Holy Spirit, here's what I want you to do. You know what? I just want to do this right now, wherever you are you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just go ahead and be open your heart to it right now. And I'm just gonna pray for you, and I'm gonna ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with a fresh fire. And you may begin speaking in other tongues, and that's okay. That's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's a prayer language that God gives you. So right now, in the name of Jesus, anyone watching, Father, baptize them, fill them, with the Holy Spirit. Let them know this second experience, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you and we praise you for it, in Jesus' name. Hey, listen, I'm just so moved by what God's doing right now. I just sense his presence so strong. Listen, if you you prayed that prayer to receive Jesus for the first time, do me a great big favor in the chat. Write the word Jesus in there. I want to send you some information to help you get started in your next steps for the Lord, okay? I promise you there's some next beautiful steps for you. And here, I'm going to do something different today. Just hear me out. If you've received the Holy Spirit or you want to know more about the Holy Spirit, I want you to type Holy Spirit in the chat. And I'm going to find a way to get information to you so this way you can know more about the Holy Spirit. This is an amazing time to be alive right now, guys. If there was ever a time where we need the Holy Spirit and his direction in our life and the comfort, the protection, the direction that he knows how to bring to us, just like Jesus said, now is the time. All right. I love you guys. I'm so excited about what God is going to continue to do in this series. All right. But in the meantime, we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Love you. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you, and if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at TheRevolutionChurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.